Namaste everyone, welcome back to the podcast Thank you to everyone that's been listening in to the past two um, episodes uh, Both of them are doing quite well Even though we've not really done much on the promotion side of things But thank you to everyone that's been tuning in uh, Giving feedback and all sorts of good things uh, Today I've got two very special guests uh, Not... Um, Nepalese, so it's going to be quite interesting to, you know, get to see a different side of the culture when it's always just the Asian people, even though even though we've got Asian in the house. Uh, but I'll pass you over to Rashmi, say hi, Boila, uh, say hi to the, you know, to the podcast. I think she's in her own world. <laughs> You're on mute. <laughs> oh my god, what a great start Great start to the podcast I'm sorry guys My mom was behind me She's like But anyways Hi guys Um, yes Um, I'm back <laughs> That was a great um, start And then the two Yeah guys <clears throat> Been Asian and let me lock my door But I've got two friends with me today. Mm-hmm. They're my friends from my sixth form. One of them is Michelle. Say hi, Michelle. Hey guys. Almost like turned off my, turned on the wrong thing. But yeah, hi guys. I'm Michelle. Right. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about. Yeah, you. we're all on a gap. Exactly. Oh, okay, a little bit about me. Um, So, I went to the same sit form as Razmi and also another friend that will be introduced. This, throughout this COVID, was also a time when all of us are applying to medical school. For me, I have applied last year and it was unsuccessful, so I am... Be applying and fingers crossed it will go out this year. Are you doing a specific course or just medicine as a as a general thing if that is a thing? I don't know much about medicine, so Oh yeah, yeah. So medicine as a course by itself. Right, okay. That's fine. Welcome. Um <laughs> and your next guest. Well our next guest. <laughs> and then my next guest <clears throat> is a very shy <laughs> guy. I'm lying. Um, <clears throat> I can't speak. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> Leo? Just just turn your mic on and. <laughs> no. All right, Rasmi, you recorded the voices. Right. Okay. Tell us a uh, bit about you. Sure thing. Um. So I'm Leo. Um. I'm a med applicant for this year. Um. Same age as Michelle and Rasmi. Same sick form and everything. Um, I applied for engineering last year and decided last minute to pull out and reapply for medicine. And yeah, here we are. (laughs) What made you you make that change? Um, Do you know what? I've actually practiced this for interview, but (laughs) yeah, um, yeah, there's a a variety of things. um, But the main one being the ultimate goal that I wanted to get out of medicine, uh, uh, sorry, out of engineering. you tend to not get so a direct sort of relationship with the person for whom you're trying to benefit Mm -hmm. um so a patient doctor relationship you'll be much closer with than 
you would creating a something f as an engineer for someone you know yeah um has covid affected you guys in any way i mean sort of like um in terms of getting work experience and sort yeah. of that sort of like you know time in hospitals and things like that kind of because you've just not been allowed at all mm -hmm. um for obvious reasons and um I don't know, also in terms of our interviews, because we've all had our, at least an interview within the past week or so um, for a university. It's a very different experience, obviously, doing it virtually rather than in person. So, yeah, yeah it's had an impact, but yeah. You have to take an entrance exam, right? Yeah, so depending mm -hmm. on where I'm talking a lot. Tell, 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 tell them yeah. about our entrance exam. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, you guys so can for... pass over the questions to each other as well. It doesn't have to be just me asking questions. If you guys, you know, <laughs> just it's it's a sure free for all kind of thing. <laughs> it's a combo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for for med, um, yeah, you have to do one of two exams, and the university will specify which one they require. Mm -hmm. So the two exams are the UCAT and the BMAT. Um, the UCAT's normally done in November and September, and then the BMAT's normally done in. I think it's, is it August and, August and, I forgot when the other day was going to say, November. November. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, they're basically done at the beginning of year 13, right, um, okay. or during that summer before, um, and yeah, they'll specify which one you need to reach a certain threshold, um, they're aptitude tests, and it changes every year what the boundaries are to uh, get into each university. How hard are the exams? That's not what I meant. Basically, guys, because this is going on Spotify, and we're going to say anyways, we revise for one of our entrance exams, you and me, every day for like a month, two hours or four hours every day. And then it was online. So we went to school and then like prepared our laptops and everything. And then we were allowed in an exam after the deadline. The account expired. Mm -hmm. And then we couldn't say our exam. So basically, a, a whole month of preparation was just like for nothing. And we just had to wait for like four hours outside the exam. Oh. Yeah. And then, like, we had no idea what was going to happen. Like, but now they've suddenly told us a month ago that we need to do it again. Mm -hmm. Whereas they told us before that we don't, we're not going to allow to be do it again. But now they want us to do it. So it's a bit of a madness. Well, very interesting sector to get into at this current time and period because many people want to get in and a lot of people want to get out. Um, <coughs> but do you guys know what the COVID rate was today? It was 45 or 49,000? 45,000. And deaths? And then 1,500 deaths or something around that number. Damn. Uh, let me check. I mean, that was yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, no, wait, 48, and then they have not displayed their deaths. I'm looking at Worldometer. Uh, I don't know if you guys use something else. But, yeah, 48,000 cases, right? Jump into the first question. Why do you think, like, the cases are rising? Oh, so I feel like for now it's because... Well, the cases rising now is not indicating that it's rising now, but more reflecting on the previous weeks of, you know, Christmas, New Year's, and obviously people gather and want to yeah. see family for those. 
even though restrictions have been in place, you know, there's going to be people who, like, do see the festivities as more of a family thing and it's important to see family. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so when lots of people like that do those things, then it causes more contact between people, less people social distancing and the disease would spread. But also because like we've got a new strain now and it's more transmissible. So it means that people get it more easily. Anyone else mm. want to add anything? No? I mean, Chris, uh, yeah, go on. Um, Chris, I mean, Chris Whitty did say that even though we're two weeks past the festive periods, we're likely to still see a sort of a um, hump as it were, or like sudden spike in the number of deaths and uh, cases that come. Um, so we're not even past the worst bit yet. Yeah. Um, how long do you think the lockdown's gonna last? You know, two weeks, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that pubs reopen on the thirtieth of February, and that's all I need. Ah, <laughs> uh, like it's had such a huge, huge effect on like my life. I need this thing to go like ASAP otherwise like I'm I take one step forward and I'm 10 steps back every time there's new new restriction it's like it's it's a head fuck for me um mm. but one of the main things that's you know is it's been causing uh, around like the UK and everything is like students you know our lovely lovely students including me i'm a uni student but i'm home most of the time uh you know because thanks to some of them not all of them you know uh, it's been i guess rising a bit quicker than it should be or like it's it's adding more to it than getting rid of it when we're meant to be the one that's meant to be the understanding type of people like young people um should have understood what it does and kind of taken much more i guess secure approach but you know accommodations and stuff like that uh parties and stuff that happen it's 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 a bit of you know a mad one but another thing is um mental health let's jump into that straight away why do you think people are suffering more like the second part i think it's the second do you think people are suffering more like the first lockdown or the second one or like it's equal if that makes sense it's affecting people like mentally are they like well prepared now or like you know it's it's the same as how it was at the beginning of lockdown year on Mm, i think that's an interesting question uh, firstly, I'd like to say, I think, Rasmi, you want to say something? Ahead, right, you're becoming me old. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, it's a short comment. But yeah, with the first lockdown, I would say that there was uncertainty, but also like hope because we didn't quite know what we were getting ourselves into. Mm-hmm. But then with the uncertainty, we were just like, what's happening? And it's quite affect, like it affects us mentally like not knowing what's happening Mm -hmm. and but I feel like with the second one it's like it's the period of time that this virus has been around for and that we have been through a lockdown already 
and through restrictions and that the time where we have not been able to socialize and that has built up so it i would say that in terms of affecting us mentally it affected us differently mm-hmm. for the two lockdowns but they were as bad as each other if that makes sense yeah i think personally for me the first one was worse like you know <clears throat> it was such a sudden change like first we were just like normal everything was normal just like you know wash hands wear a mask if you can and then lockdown happened and we were just home and then obviously we were like still at school when lockdown didn't happen so it was like very sudden transition from like normal normality to like lockdown whereas now like and then as you said <clears throat> in the first lockdown i had hope so i was like oh in 2021 it's gonna go away it's gonna be a few months but now like it's like i know that it's not gonna go away that it's probably gonna just be like a flu thing and coronavirus is just going to be a thing from now on so i just don't have much expectation and it's probably just going to go until 2022 as well to be honest yeah, well, this happened <laughs> like, we started we years. just started 2021 it, it was a big big hit on my you know gap year oh let's go let's go travel and then straight away it was <laughs> like no you stay home um but how have you guys personally felt um like you've dealt with covid if that makes sense okay um i guess i'm most qualified here to speak about this so uh i've been suffering with covid for the past two weeks <laughs> also three weeks now so first-hand experience right here <laughs> um and on top you of that i work in a COVID distance, please go away go away <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, that as well as me working in a test center, I'm surrounded by it quite a lot. So, um, yeah. How many, what was the question? like on average, how many tests do you, um, well, you I, I can tell you the the two or three weeks I managed to work before guessing it. I didn't get it at work, by the way. I got it through my brother, but, <laughs> um, yeah, in the time that I was there, <laughs> I managed to do about 500 in about two weeks. Damn, okay. So 500 different, 500-ish tests across two weeks or so. Yeah, um, that is still quite a lot of people. Quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just me. There was like my colleagues there as well. Yeah. So um, our branch alone probably did the best part of 1,500, 2,000 Damn. tests over the course of a couple of weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> the, test, the test rate I higher than what Leo. Were. yeah previously yeah um, Leo, so you telling me this coronavirus lockdown thing everything has not affected you like mentally or you know like how has it affected you no it definitely has i mean like i can tell you um first and like okay so the aspect of not being able to do what we normally could before that's the first thing it's like oh i want to go to the shops oh wait hold on they're closed and it's like oh what about this shop oh wait hold on it's closed down like it's not opening ever again or it's like oh i want to travel i want to go see my family can't do that you know that sort of thing it's like a constant no 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 you can't do this you can't do that that's been the biggest effect personally especially Um, around london where everything is like only a couple minutes away it's like yeah, exactly. Massively. 
Whereas definitely, uh, definitely. up here, like up north, it's not much of for me. It was much of a deal because town was like half an hour, half an hour away. So I was like, you know what, don't really go much anyway. But seeing friends and other people was like a huge hit because we went from like hanging out every day, going out, um, especially because I was like not going to school and everything. So I was like out most of the time to just being inside literally nothing um oh. thankfully i had a ps4 at that time so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know um speaking to people wasn't much of a it, well ps4 was like a distraction that i could use and then i sold that as well and then it was like it hit really hard and then it was literally thankfully family was you know we got a lot closer uh, as a family which you know grateful for what do you guys think did you guys get closer to your family or how did that play about how did you oh. spend COVID, like the lockdown how 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 was it which one <laughs> the, which the first, first way, first, we'll, we'll go with the first way how was the first lockdown for you guys like how tell us your a day a 24 hours day in a life off you go Anyone can Michelle, start. Michelle, go, Michelle. <laughs> the life. How am I supposed to remember in the first lockdown? But it wasn't I, that I long ago. <laughs> okay, I, I can I can speak for all three of us here because in the first lockdown, our school, being the extra school it was, continued our lessons and exams until May. Okay, right. yeah. so throughout that entire first lockdown, basically. We were still doing daily school work, online lessons like they're doing now. Mm -hmm. And it was compulsory for us to attend. And we were also doing like exams. I think I did the best part of about 24 exams in the space of four weeks. Yeah, tests. 24 in the space of about like two weeks, Uh, including my birthday. But anyway, we moved past that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we did that till about mid-May or so. Mm -hmm. About I think 8th of May was our final day. so that was how we spent most of our lockdown and then they sort of started to relax the rules a bit because everything sort of relax uh you know cases and yeah. deaths came down a lot so then we started to get some level of normality again in the first lockdown i, I mean remember... with a bit of a positive sorry 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 <laughs> yeah uh, i mean with a bit of a positive twist i definitely agree with what you're saying like spending more time with family i realized like it gave us the opportunity to like notice the small things be grateful for the things that like we don't normally spend time with like with my previous experience with school and stuff it was just always school like even at home it'll be straight up to my room do work do homework preparations whatever exams there are but with lockdown that was happening but also with the end of a levels it's just the opportunity to spend more time with family Probably a bit too much time, yeah. but you know, won't complain about that. But also working on yourself as well. So like having the opportunity to, I don't know, cook, read books and stuff like that. You're not like tempted to keep going outside and meet friends and do all of that. Obviously, like you still need to do that. But um, given the lockdown, it's like more opportunity to do those stuff like spend time with family and work on yourself yeah i remember like i had i I was like literally traveling to places for interviews and stuff and then there was like oh yeah 
COVID has hit, but it's not that serious type of thing. So it was like right at the beginning of it. And then um, I remember going and then it was like, oh, have you had COVID in past? Like I had to fill out a whole survey type of thing. And I went, did my interview, came back home. And then it's like I knew whatever was happening, it wasn't good. Like obviously at the beginning, no one was kind of aware of what was actually happening. So came home. Mm -hmm. And then remember like saying, oh yeah, I don't think I'm going to progress much in the interview. And I just get an email saying, yeah, sorry, we've, we've like, you know, with everything going on, we're not really accepting new students and stuff. And I was just there like, wow. So I, I had to pay for these interviews and then I had to like, the, the amount of things that went into me trying to get into, like, it was a private school. So, you know, it, um, uh it's uh, what i study for you guys that don't know it's like i want to be a pilot so like it's it's a whole stress in itself and then now especially it's it's extra and then i remember i had a online interview as well like with another company uh, i did my online interview i was literally sat here talking to the lady and then you know it was all good and i get the email saying oh congratulations you've progressed on to the next step and then I think two weeks later, I get an email saying, oh yeah, sorry, unfortunately, we've closed our uh, new new um, intake, so you're just going to have to wait um, another, well, another time. And I was like, oh my God. L literally, it was like rejection after rejection after rejection. And I, like mentally, I was like, oh, what do I do? And then being Asian, you don't really share that with your family. <laughs> That's like that's like one of the main things you're having a tough day tough <laughs> have a tough day uh but thankfully i had my sister that i could like go and talk to otherwise i think i would have been a broken broken guy like this was like leading up to my birthday as well and i was just like no i just don't want to deal with anything that uh, i just want it to be gone and then a year down like i have my so i have a year window of if i wanted to redo it i could but it's not improving so what's the point of me like paying again and starting again when there's no point like many like airlines wise not many people are recruiting um it's like it yeah covid has affected like us as the yeah. aviation students the most but medicine wise i think it's gone up right with the amount of people it's gone better yeah, yeah. Like with, with the amount of people getting <laughs> accepted and stuff i'm guessing so do you guys get the um mm. as a medical are you guys like a medical students or are you like not there yet i don't think we can say that till we have like an offer ah, okay. <laughs> that, okay well good luck because i'm I, I know my sister's uh doing but dentistry. we will we will yeah, my sister's doing dentistry and then she's getting the five thousand grant but I'm guessing you guys aren't getting that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? A little salt. A little salt <laughs> in the wound. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she's getting money. But then I'd rather have... <laughs> I'd rather have... Like, as medical students, you guys are treated very... Like, shitty. Correct? Uh, I think when you're a student, no. But when you become when, a junior, like, no, no, doctor, is in like you know when you're qualified, like yeah, as yeah, a yeah, you're a doctor or like yeah, I mean the first, 
two to six years of like complete hell yeah. on earth. What an average P for... I disagree. Right. I disagree. No, we'll no, no. <laughs> What? I Michelle, Michelle you are you deluded? Disagree. Wait, what? what? Is this? Say what? The, your foundation years. What? Being a junior doctor, being a junior doctor, you will be shouted by your consultant. Yeah. You working but, like, working you 100 plus positive. hours a week. No. You get the positive experiences. There's people who yeah. appreciate the work that you do. You get the mixture of people who like. Yeah, but don't. by the. But, uh, but people who do as well not by the patients but overall it's shit. overall it's generally shit. Yeah, there's, there's the upsides <laughs> michelle there's, like, the upsides oh, no. there's the upsides <laughs> no, no. to it but overall it's shit. no but that's from like how do you know that huh books you know online because everyone says that exactly everyone says that. it's like when that. you're working with people like all you get ten YouTube, shitty shitty book. customers, and then that one customer that makes your day. Exactly. It's like I'm guessing it's like exactly. that type of thing, where it's yeah, like yeah, one person definitely. can make your whole day, um, yeah. and then anything bad happens, yeah. you just think about that one moment, and then it just make you smile. But what's like an average <laughs> yeah. pay? I've got a question. Okay, Raz, go we go. I will tell you. So it starts from like twenty-five to thirty first mm -hmm. year, twenty-five to thirty k a year. Right, and then it goes up around like thirty-six to forty, mm -hmm. and then it keeps going up, 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 up until you become a consultant, which can be ranging from seven to twelve, fourteen years, depending on where you want to go and how mm -hmm. long you take, and your salary can go up to like hundred and hundred twenty, hundred thirty, hundred forty. Yeah, I think highest okay, paid is one twenty, and it's cardiothoracic. And then how long does it take for you guys to get to that stage? So it take. I think cardiothoracic oh, is, yeah, it's like you have six years, so generally you'll be six years in med school, mm -hmm. you'll then have two foundation years, and then your speciality years will depend on the subject you're doing. So in the case of, I mean, I don't know for cardiothoracic, I know for Minimum 10 years. Minimum like 10 to 12 mm -hmm. years. If you want to be GP, GP is 12 years. GP is 12 yeah. years, and I think GP on around like 70 80k, which is quite good. And then, obviously, consultant surgeons and all of that, they it's like probably 15 to 20, right? That's it's a so, lot of years, really. That's so different to like what I want to do because for me, it takes two years to study, but then it takes around 120k ish uh, to study. Um, and then like get my qualification and stuff like that it's like a very intensive 18 months to 24 depending on how quick and slow you are and then my pay depending on what airline i go to can like my base salary if i was to become like a would you the first officer it starts from i think 30 to 40k and then it can go up to 250k um with half of the um what's it called half of the mental stress that you guys deal with but then <laughs> as as a as a captain you have to deal with like hundreds of people at once whereas yours is one at a time type of thing but no it's like it's so, such a contrasting but i think the the yeah career options but one thing that i don't like about aviation is like there's a bottleneck from where like 
for example, like anyone can become a medic, right? Like there's no financial like limiting factor. Well, yeah. Whereas to become a pilot, like even if I want to become a pilot, how am I going to get the 150k? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't think you get the loans. I mean, you can, but you can. Yeah, it's, Dep- not it's, it's, it's all ones. down to your financials. If you're financially a bit, you know, restricted, it's it's. Uh, I don't recommend it. Yeah. Uh, but I I think that's it's that's, like that's the, why it's not readily available to everyone. Yeah, they did used to like do um what's it called loans for it, but I don't know why they've just because it's like okay a lot of people get into it thinking oh money like i'll make shit ton of money with little to no effort and then like halfway through the course they'll realize how tough it actually is to like learn everything at like such a like time constraint like you have two years to learn to deal with about 500 people at once like at thirty-four thousand feet up like that that is if you think about that that's like much more scarier than oh yeah i'll make 150 grand a year like you gotta see two sides of the whole one thing but yeah like if you can't finance it don't get into it even if you can finance it like research into it like a lot thankfully for me like family support has been a huge huge thing and then they've not uh, stopped me with anything so even if I wanted to be a national I could um, but obviously <laughs> a one step down <laughs> uh, but yeah it you guys but then it what three years uh, you pay 60 90k if you take accommodation is depending on how much uh, a thing you get it's 9k per year right you just yep. do that for three three years four years or is it six years of 9k Six years and nine k. So that's still what, Six like, <laughs> round it up to ten k. That's still sixty k. You have to pay back. You don't have to pay back immediately, whereas I do. But I think a medicine course is kind of like doing a degree, isn't it? Like it's bachelor's and degree together, right? Don't ask me. <laughs> In a way. Uh no, it counts. No. If you do five years, it counts as a single one. As if you do six, it counts as two. Oh, isn't but, it like isn't isn't a medical like graduate the same as like a degree graduate kind of a thing what do you after mean? doing medicine if you want to study further do you do a degree or do you do a phd i think you don't do anything for medicine do you like medicine is completely different yeah it's a bit different but like after you i think if you do five years you can do your sixth year and then you can do a phd um, I'm not sure if you can go five exactly, years. Exactly, that's what I meant. Yeah, I, 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 I think you have to do yeah, uh, six yeah. years in order to be able to do a PhD that is medical related. Um, but I think if you do something that isn't, then you can do the five or the six year. It doesn't matter. That is very. Oh, very I'm not sure. Okay, though, I'm not we've, sure. we've deviated yeah, from we've kind coronavirus. Of gone off. We have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have. We're supposed to be speaking about coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, no, I'm why is the mask so important? I've got a question. Answer mine first. Why is the mask so important? Because, you know, all the Karens out there, it, the mask is not a, um, what's it called, a compulsory thing. But why is it Why, so why do we wear these bad boys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I 
And why do you, why do they make like Bad different boys. ones? I've got mine here, just you know, always on deck. Or like these two. Yeah, like why are there custom ones and then why are there like surgical ones? Um, right. So just so you know, there's different grades of masks. So on this one, I don't know if you can see. You people won't be able to see, yeah. but it says KN95. Right? right, that's a grade of mask. It isn't a brand, it's a grade of mask. So this particular one is non-medical grade, though it will be a higher grade than those that you find on the blue masks, right? Right. The blue masks are simply like three layers of paper generally with two pieces of elasticated string on them. Right. Uh, you then have different grades, which are for different uses. So the KN95 is probably enough to protect you, but then you've got the surgical grade ones, which I block anything from coming out. Um, the, I think the general purpose of them is to stop the larger droplets of air that you would normally breathe out or spit out when speaking or whatever, accidentally, obviously, um, which may contain uh, or may be vectors for COVID. <clears throat> it's just to prevent them from spreading directly to someone else. Um, if two people wear a mask and speak to each other, the chances of spreading it are below 0.1% or something. Like it reduces it enormously. Um, even if one person wears a mask, um, it's like the chance of catching are like 30%. But if two people wear a mask, it's like negligible. Right. Yeah, so wear your mask, basically. basically Leo, have you, have you read in the BBC? What, read In what? the BBC that apparently these masks that the doctors are provided are actually not really helping. Because, you know, aerosols, so even in the air, apparently yeah. the virus can be pass from one person to another that's why the doctors in the icu intensive care units are like basically asking for better quality masks yeah yeah it's it's, it's a huge issue like as as i said so like as i said you know i work in the covid test center right and you would expect that we would get like the best quality masks like zero chances kind of thing yeah. but this is one from work and it's non-medical grade right and we're told to wear them um <laughs> Admittedly, we do wear with a face shield, mm -hmm. but it's not the point, you know, at the end of the day, if we're being provided with this working in a test center, an ICU doctor or a normal doctor is not being provided with adequate equipment. Um, and yeah, it's definitely an issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I think it depends on the brand and the rating of the mask as well. And that varies enormously, especially with because people have seen this as like an opportunity to make big monies. Yeah. And people and have like big brands have made stacks like so many people have primark uh the, the black masks i'm sure 99 percent mm. of the people wear that i as a brand it's a big movement <laughs> it is it is and yeah. the designer masks as well yeah. like they're just starting to pop up everywhere it's insane uh, i've got a levi's one i don't know where it's gone but <laughs> i'm part <laughs> <of> the culture <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no okay um, i've got a question go for it so given that nhs is actually playing a big part in combating the pandemic right mm -hmm. and if we're successful we're going to be working in the nhs right so mm -hmm. what do you think have like this pandemic has enabled you to like think about you in the future and something like this sort of happening so what are your concerns and worries in the future? Uh, I'll start. How close we were to people. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh my. Like swimming pools. 
I'm scared to go back. <laughs> I'm legit scared to go back. Like, do you guys get the questions? Yeah, Michelle, go. I would say like I've learned quite a lot with how to get the public to kind of cooperate and like the kind of leadership that you need to show towards the public because this is a public health concern mm-hmm. and to get the public to follow the guidelines is so important. And when, for instance, the government is being so unclear with the guidelines and changing it all the time, it makes people confused. And also when like you've got two public, like two important figures, so you've got the doctors and the government having opposing views, who is the public going to follow? It's so important to work with each other. So, for instance, I'm, I'm currently talking about when the doctors were like, lockdown can't happen, it's going to affect the children's education, it's going to affect like, the vulnerable people with getting supplies of food, etc. But the government's like, oh, the lockdown should happen. And it's, it's like, you've got two opposing views, who's the public going to follow? So what? the public... I got a question for sorry to cut you off, but did you That's did fine. you personally want the lockdown to happen or did you not want it to happen? Well, I think it it was important to have quite yeah, quite like a lockdown to happen. Mm-hmm. You can see like the successful countries like um China for instance, they had lockdown, like a strict lockdown and with a prolonged period of time with a strict lockdown it made them successfully overcome COVID. Now I'm saying that but I also understand how it's difficult for the UK to do the same thing because like you know it's more about like freedom and Yeah it's freedom more of, of a movement. western western country to yeah, put it that the way. The culture is different. Yeah the culture <laughs> is different um, but no but why do you think it's coming so late with the rules and everything because from the beginning, it was like the doctors wears like mask, and then the mask came in like months down the line. Why do you think like government says one thing and the doctors say another thing? Uh, oh, this so this this one could get like a bit of a sort of a rat's nest of like ideas, but I would definitely say it's most likely to do with the fact that you know a doctor will take the best view for, or like doctors in general will take the best view for the benefit of the people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, reducing, because they knew what their issue was going to be. They understand how viruses are transmitted, how they're treated and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were seeing the effects firsthand. Whereas, you know, a politician, Boris Johnson, he experienced COVID firsthand. And it was only after then that we really saw sort of like things happening. Uh, you know, that was back in what, March, April time. And then after then, look at the declining cases. Mm. Uh, but then look how long that lasted. Um, and I reckon it was probably because they were trying to reduce the effect on the economy a lot more than they were trying to stop mm. the virus, like, mm-hmm. in in its, like, in a step, basically. Um, whereas, you know, we can look at exemplary countries like New Zealand, for example, and they've dealt with Shout it in such a... Yeah, shout a shout yeah. out to New Zealand. They've done that so yeah. perfectly. Um, you know, look at them. They've like dropped all restrictions now. They have zero, zero cases. Yeah. They've had zero cases for a month or something. Um, and it's like that was the strict lockdown. 
um, that was what they needed. They knew she understood that. She listened to the doctors because she knew she didn't know best, and sure enough, it worked. So I I think as the lesson for the follow, like if this were to occur again, fingers crossed it doesn't. Um, it would wood. definitely be touch wood, touch wood, yeah, smack it. Um, it would definitely be like a, a it's sort of like listen to the doctors they understand this virus they understand a virus or how it's transmitted a bit more than you know someone who studied um ppe at yeah. oxford or whatever you know it's like <laughs> no disrespect to ppe people but i think a doctor knows a bit more about a virus than them so yeah, yeah. like the whole one of the main things about brexit was putting money into the nhs so it's like they made this whole issue about taking money uh, but not being invested into the nhs but do you guys think it is the money that was meant to be used for the nhs is being used for the nhs is the nhs like financially stable with everything that's that's a <laughs> coming from an outsider <laughs> no <laughs> No, <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Why not? Yeah. Go ahead. Bye. Oh, Rasmus, you just you just had no idea what to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell. <laughs> you could tell. No. I mean, uh, why do you? I, okay, okay. Easy, no, easier no, question. Easier question. Why do you think? Like, the government is so reluctant on spending money on the NHS, if that puts it in a better perspective. Okay. Oof. Again, this could be a rat's nest of answers, to be honest. The government is always reluctant, reluctant to put money in every aspect, you know, not only just um, healthcare, just education as well, you know, like, benefits with how, like, they wanted to cut food for children and all of that so government will always try to spend less as much as they can and whereas like when the covid didn't happen i think the nhs was surviving Mm -hmm. but like you know it wasn't like very good for them but it was like surviving at bare minimum but now it has like obviously had to stretch um it's like help to the people and now it's like really 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 struggling and uh Obviously, like, they'd never had this before, this kind of, like, virus and pandemic in the past. So it's been, and they were definitely unprepared. And government is just crazy and is unhelpful. I, can I just add on there quickly? Yeah. I think Rasmus makes a good point. But mm-hmm. it's also the way that we are funded. We're funded by, like, the public's money, mm-hmm. like, their tax that they paid. Exactly. And that's what, that's what the government is dealing with like being able to spend it in the right areas so that the public will be happy with how the money's spent like they can't overly spend it on the nhs because then how about the education sector the housing sector and mm. okay if they spend it mm. in the more on the education then there's going to be less for the nhs so it's like a constant issue that we will be facing it's like a pull because the government type of thing. exactly to be honest right like but okay sorry to cut you off but they're, they're spending either, so much money like go for it you know what you can you can finish your <laughs> 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 go right but so i was gonna say like i don't think we pay a lot of tax either because i know countries like norway and like other countries there they spend quite a lot of tax therefore they get really good healthcare, education and everything like that 
Sebab coming from Nepal, right, where like government does any not nothing for you. Yeah. <laughs> you pay for your education, you pay for your healthcare, you pay for everything. I am quite happy with what the government provides here. Mm-hmm. You know, like they actually give you money if you're struggling. Um, they give you council houses. The education is free. Even university is free. Healthcare is free. I know there's definitely like um, Im- improvements to be done, mm-hmm. but I'm quite happy, and I think they're doing a good job compared compared to like Nepal and you know how we're doing our things. So yeah, and like it's hard. I'm sure it's hard. You know, like money, and you've got a whole population who is aging as well probably more people for government to look to be looking after rather than getting one so it's i mean i quite appreciate their help and well they can definitely improve yeah i think more money is being spent on like military and stuff like that i don't know if it's the case here but in america it's like a big thing of being spent on other things other than healthcare um, I'm not sure about the UK, but yeah, like as as an immigrant to the country, very grateful for the things that are and were provided to me personally. Because at the end of the day, like I got better healthcare, better education, a better lifestyle, and now like a flex basically. Because to my friends back in Nepal, it's like, oh, he's in the UK, he's living his life. Like they don't know <laughs> the other side of the thing. It's like, oh yeah you get a call from them go oh yeah send me an iphone it's like yeah it's free <laughs> money grows on trees uh but no like very grateful for what they've done for me as like someone that's come from a different country but i'm guessing for the people that were born here it's like it's whatever it's like it's they've grew up with this it. yeah. like they they're used to the system of free school like if you get free meals oh yeah quick thing did you guys see the uh, 30 pound meal thing that was trending oh everywhere. yes of course. yeah of course. what like, was it like two potatoes and yeah, a loaf of bread two bananas one t- uh, tin of beans a uh, loaf of bread that was it like that's 30 pounds I know I, I saw that and I was like surely this is a joke like who are they mocking what organic food store are they buying from you know exactly like, it's like there's no way the government is that's how we see government dealing with things and we see like them as such a negative people um, they're going through a lot like the pressure that the the government is on is like huge but what we see is what we're gonna react to and them showing us two potatoes and two bananas it's not gonna make the public go oh wow the government is doing so much for us Uh, especially like pandemic and stuff oh thank you so much where like instantly there's comparison of like Audi and Lidl of like 30 pounds of food and how much that can get you compared to what they were giving to us it's like Mm. bro you want the public support at least show that you're trying to do something instead of doing it in the background kind of thing but saying that Shout out to the government as well. <laughs> for oh, some things. For some things. <laughs> yeah, for, for, you know, trying to handle it pretty nicely. But, like, everything that they've done, like, to other countries has been so late and so, like, relaxed. 
they're like oh yeah we might do it later we might do it later but once they do it they get positive negative reactions um and then i don't know i don't know how they what the thought process is of dealing with things but how did you guys spend your christmas with the restrictions were you guys home do you see some friends socially distanced or or just uh, (laughs) we won't say anything (laughs) okay i think i'll start off with that one um so how i spent my christmas normally we don't do anything big anyways i only have like one other relative here Mm -hmm. before the restriction was put in place before we moved into was it tier four tier four i think um, they were supposed to come over, we were supposed to celebrate like we used to, but then they couldn't. And I think it's back to the grateful part again, like just grateful having family here. And this was like the first Christmas where it was just my family. So I have two other siblings, my mom and my dad, and we always have hot pot every year. That's basically like a boiling hot pot. With <laughs> <and> <laughs> <hot> <laughs> And then you put, like, raw meat, vegetables in. We did that still, but just, like, with a family. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just quite nice. It's different. Like, not the usual, quite a big gathering. It's just my family. And it was quite enjoyable, actually. Different to the normal. The normal settings, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think just cherished times with family. Just your family, you know? Yeah. And we did that this Christmas. You guys didn't answer my question. I'm upset. What question? Yeah. About, you know, how how this pandemic has, like, raised concerns about us working in the healthcare oh, yeah. system in the future. Did you say that? Did you ask? Because <laughs> that's quite an important thing. Yeah, yeah. Over to you guys, I, I feel very scared. Like, if pandemic like this happens, and if I'm a doctor... Mm-hmm. I have to be caring for these people, right? I can't back out and be like, no, I'm gonna not going to do them because I'm going to spread it to my family. I can't do that. I'm going to have to probably come, like, because a lot of doctors and nurses lost their lives with this COVID thing, right? So you probably have to be away from your children, away from your family for quite a long time and literally go through the emotional pain of losing your patients every day. And also because of this, lots of um, patients being in the hospital, mm-hmm. the quality of care is also like very bad or like not as good as it was before. So you will feel like it's kind of your fault because you could have done more, but you couldn't have. So for example, in the BBC today, it mm-hmm. said that if there's 85% more um, um, patients in the hospital, then that meant that quality of care decreased by 20%. So that meant one out of five of the patients are gonna die mm-hmm. so i'm really scared about something like this happening when i'm a doctor and i would obviously have to prioritize work treating my patients but that would mean that my emotional pain um physical as well because obviously when i didn't have to do lots of hours and uh, you know it's, it's scary you find that scary right let me put it like this you're gonna be a qualified doctor in how long? In six years. So before that, you're just shadowing, I'm guessing, right? You're not allowed to actually deal with patients. There you go. Oh, you are? 
Yeah, no. you you do. So for, it depends on the university. But I mean, it's like, you, but not. But like you, you're you're under supervision of someone, right, like okay. from about so, year one, so, year two. So how yeah. long before you have that one-to-one -one type of thing where you're the, you and the patient like dealing with each other? It's about twelve years, isn't it? Give or take. Depends on your speciality, but it's about twelve. Right. So, or so let, years. let's put it ten to twelve years. Yeah. Let's right. Say that. Where do you think COVID will be in? 10 to 12 years time mm. it's, it's just mm. gonna be like your flu and your like it's just gonna be one of the things, things yeah. where it's gonna have certain amount of people died this year because of covid along with many other list of things that, that yeah. they've died with um it's like i saw this uh i don't know where i read it but like people were taking like taking the piss saying oh yeah he fell i swear it's a it was in the news this guy fell off a ladder died like uh died and then he was uh what's it called cause of death was covid19 i don't know if that's an actual thing uh, excess you're not, death you're not, I don't think it's, it's excess death no 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 it might have been basically a, an excess death it was a really big problem in some countries um particularly brazil so what an excess death is, is essentially if someone contracted COVID-19, say, in February, mm -hmm. they then died at some time in March, mm -hmm. then their death will be put down to COVID no matter what the actual cause of death was. Well, why is that? So it's, it's just how they were marking the deaths. Right. Um, it depends on the country and the government who decides. Is that the case for UK The as well? UK used to be bad for that. So I'm not sure what the exact time was. For some reason, a month rings a bell. I'm not sure if it was. But like some countries like Brazil had like a three-month thing. Mm -hmm. So literally, you could contract COVID in like, say, March and then die in May because you got run over by a car. Mm -hmm. And then they would say that your cause of death was COVID. But do you think that's one of the reasons why the death rate is high well it was high uh, then as well yeah i reckon initially it was probably like a bigger contributor i think mm -hmm. they've got a bit more under control now and realize how ridiculous that was mm -hmm. um but yeah mm. definitely a contributing factor but no like back to rosemary's question how do you guys think you will deal with covid later down the line when you have to deal with passengers passengers <laughs> people patients um <laughs> actually i'm gonna tell it in a personal experience thing so for example me working as a carer um when i realized that one of my patients had uh, resident had covid my mom and dad was like no don't go and don't like go to care for them and stuff but i won't be able to make that decision when i'm a doctor i can't be like no i'm not going to treat that patient because that patient has covid so, you know that's sort of like i am actually going to have to risk my life um because you you wouldn't really think that would you like michelle that being a doctor, you'll be risking your life to save your patient. But in the case of pandemic, that has been the case. A lot of doctors and nurses have actually lost their life by putting their patients first and treating them first. So that's quite a eye-opening um, lesson that I've learned from the pandemic, really. But don't doctors usually risk their life as a general term? That's like when you when you like, really. uh, stereotype type How? of thing is oh yeah doctor they're risking their lives for other people isn't that a thing uh, not really no 
I mean, even if it was for the pandemic, it's much worse. Like you're literally putting yourself at risk of getting the virus, contracting the virus from yeah, being like in you, that I'm sure you get told day. that this patient has COVID, right? Before you go to treat them, you get told that what they're dealing is with COVID. In the in the caring sector, mm-hmm. the what was really bad happening is that they the families are hiding it. The families are actually hiding the fact that they have COVID. So we're actually treating it as if every resident has COVID. So being protected at all times yeah. because they're not being honest with the carers because of the fear of carers not coming to them. Because a lot of carers are not understanding like that. Mm-hmm. They know that someone has COVID and they will actually like reject going there. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been the most open person in my caring agency about going to people who have had COVID because... I know in the future I've got to do things like this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually prepping myself and priming from now. So right, as a, as I mean, a, as Michelle a, has a go. Yeah, as a as a I guess let's say you're a qualified doctor. I'm a patient with COVID. Like, how are you gonna mentally prepare yourself to come and deal with me? Like, how how would you go about that? I don't know if you need to mentally me. prepare yourself. Are you yourself, asking me? I'm like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an open question to all three of you. Okay, I mean... Yeah, you would, Leo. So, for example, if you have a mum at home and you're staying with your mum and she's very vulnerable, right? If she catches COVID, like, that's it. So, I mean, in that case, you probably have to be like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to have to be very careful, make sure all the people correctly done and like wash your hand wash your face wash everything wash your clothes as soon as you get home and things like that for example my one of my friend um her mom is very vulnerable so she literally hasn't gone out of her house like just park and come back yeah, park and come back home. so vulnerable. it's just that <sighs> you are risking people's lives isn't it? even me working as a carer like in the house there's an uncle who lives and he's very vulnerable I tend to never be near him at all. And that's what that's what so doctors that would do. Con- continuous reminder. Exactly, is that continuous reminder that actually like I can catch it and I can transfer it to other people and it can be my fault, you know? But doesn't so, that make you like question yourself of not wanting to do it right now? What medicine? Yeah, like so let's say like Rashmi put it very very nicely like you have to think about literally everything so doesn't that scare you like mentally to like not want to do it i i mean i i personally would say no like um if i were to give you a scenario right Mm -hmm. that you know you're dealing with someone who is let's just say karen right you're dealing with a karen Karen, you would have to think about every single word that comes out your mouth yeah right like, you would have to watch what you say. You would have to make sure you're saying the right things. You'd have to make sure you're not saying the wrong things. Because otherwise, it will have further impacts. You know, she'll then go and, go and tell the other Karens that, you know, doctors are bad. They just want to hurt you. They'll lose faith in the healthcare industry. They won't want to come and get help. They will then, you know, suffer with things a bit more. This yeah. is going really interview, I'm sorry. Um, right. But, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that sort of knock-on effect. Like, I wouldn't say COVID has made doctors think a bit, like think any more about dealing with someone with covid but rather you know sort of it's it's made people aware about how much a doctor needs to think about something before they deal with each individual patient you know like 
they have to approach each person differently. Chica, they have to learn each person. Yeah, Razmi. His question was more like, has this pandemic made you reluctant to go through medicine and become a doctor? Like, has this questioned your desire yeah. to become a doctor? Yeah, and I personally, I would say no. Yeah, he was, he was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that, there's, <laughs> there's always the downsides of being a doctor. And... But he didn't say. He said but, no, oh. personally no, and then got into. <laughs> yeah, but by the way, you got you got the you got yeah, the point. You got the I point. Got the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it's. I didn't get the COVID point. has Sorry. made everyone double think everything, with how they deal with people. It's like like the thing was like I I wouldn't personally want to go to, to into a swimming pool. Like the thought of that scares me. It's like scarred me to life. Uh, like but with that it's like i'll have to i don't know how leather centers will come around opening again if they ever do hopefully they do um it's like how they will restrict uh people going in and out with the amount of people that would want to go out and go out into the world Mm. but what's the first thing you guys want to do when like this thing goes back to the normal Travel and get absolutely smashed off my face. Travel. <laughs> travel. <laughs> what about you, Michelle? What would you want to do? I want to go out with Leo just... and Razmi to right. for a drink oh. at a pub or something. See, it's like every everyone's like, oh, <laughs> I want to get smashed. <laughs> Basically. Because it's looked down upon to yeah. do it by yourself, so it's like, <laughs> when yeah. can we next go out? You do, you, know? home, you do it at home alone, it's like everyone's going to think you're, you know, you need some kind yeah. of help. Yeah, when exactly. you're out with people, it's, it's the normal. Uh, but I know, I was I was having like two beers, like, uh, I think it was New Year's, my mum was like, drinking by yourself is yeah. a really slippery slope, and it's like, mum, it's not like that, I promise. <laughs> but did you see how China's uh new year's was compared to ours <laughs> no they had a so, pool party or yeah, something yeah they had a full-on party it by was, the way can we they... can we appreciate the fact that michelle is chinese <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, true uh, but no oh, like they had a full-on party and everything whereas us we couldn't even go see the fire pool party as well like i wanted to go see um the fireworks in london I had like this whole plan of my gap year and you know me going to um part like the whole thing but it just went out the window don't even get yeah don't even get me started i don't know what's happening like i had a plan like it wasn't the usual gap year plan you know go traveling and all that all i wanted was get my ballet exams done Get a dr- get my driving test and get a license. Yeah, this big but... age. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about the driver's licenses, okay? Yeah, lockdown keeps just like. I, yeah. I, it's not a normal thing in London, is it, to get your license? Do you guys have I mean, your license? Like, halfway there. <laughs> I, wish I mean, halfway. you need Lex. to take lessons. <laughs> you have to take lessons, okay, and with okay. lockdown keep happening, the lessons just keep going on and off, on and off, yeah. and it's something that you need to keep practicing if that keeps happening yeah then it, it, yeah when are you going to get your license mm. that's yeah, the question it's the same with flying planes it's like 
I was getting there, and then. And then you got cock blocked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. basically, basically, I get emails saying, oh, I get emails saying, oh yeah, it looks like we're gonna be, you know, pushing back the opening date for another couple of weeks just to see what the government says, and then I'm just there like, please, <laughs> please, I beg, I beg, just open up. Yeah, like let yeah. me let me at least do something that I wanna do in life. Like like I said, I'm ten steps back. <laughs> You're just a, in your room playing like a flying simulator. Yeah. <laughs> so you're reversing. Uh, like, I had the whole stick thing, but it's like I even put that away because it was pissing me off just to see around. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're giving me a headache. Just get away from my room. But like the only thing I do nowadays to keep myself. So busy... in the last podcast, Suman said that. He was a very calm guy, like nothing bothered me, so it yeah, does but, bother you. Yeah, but <laughs> not being you're able not to do what I want to do. In the last podcast, he was like... Yeah, but not being able to do what you want to do is going to frustrate you. No? No, I, I completely agree. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. As a, like As an alternative, I'm going uni. Like That was like my calming thing. And then assignment and stuff. That's like... The only thing that's keeping me busy right now is podcast... Uh, assignments and then just research into how i can get better with everything that that's going on around me so even if it's podcast how can i improve my quality uh, how can i just make everything smoother for me so i don't have the headache of figuring things out like today it was meant to start so early <laughs> when i tell you everything was ready for me to just like start like this and then everything just went down so it's like trial and error. So uh, for me, I'm just trying I to think, yeah. improve how I do things. What about you guys? How are you doing things as of current times? Me, Michelle and Leo has been like a great help, especially for like medical application and everything. I keep telling uh, that, but uh, Leo, stop. <laughs> but the only thing that has been keeping me on my feet, like, you know, like um, that, whether that's like weekly or daily interview prep or that's like oh read this book read that book or sharing news with each other sharing things with each other like they've been an amazing friend like i don't know what would have happened if michelle and leo wasn't going through medicine at the same time as me so it's been a great help See, so i, I think yeah if you don't have good friends in pandemic it's over it's game over what about you sorry Sam. Ooh. uh michelle do you want to go I love you guys. I love you, Michelle. I love you, so <laughs> And uh, I hope we can travel soon. And uh, yeah. I think for me, okay, it's, Michelle, go yeah, it's just having something to do. Like for us right now is like our goal of hopefully this, using this gap year or this year to get into medical school and having that goal and having like actions to go towards that so it was pretty like simple you had you complete your UCAS you take your entrance exams you do your interviews there's that clear path Mm -hmm. and just like taking actions going through that and having something to do to pass the days so are you Um, gonna be class of like start of 2021 right you're gonna be classed as like the start of 2021 2021 yeah, yeah it is 2021 yeah yeah must be nice 
But there is a downside to that as well. We should be hearing back from our unis any any time soon. Well, good luck that, with that. And then we will be a medical student, a future medic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. There's a there's a downside though, like having something to constantly do because what I don't like is not doing anything. And so, with lock normally without the lockdown, you get to you have to travel to places, right? So you mm-hmm. transport and you go out. But now that everything's online and everything is just like happening, you mm-hmm. fall into the hole of just constantly doing something and not letting yourself rest and yeah. that. So that's an issue that I'm having right now. So like just forgetting to rest, forgetting to eat and do and go out for a walk or something, stuff like that. Yeah, like with eating wise, like I have, I used to have like a regular eating plan with the family. Nowadays, I just tell him I'm not hungry and then I just eat whenever. And it's sometimes I'll be hungry at like 12 o'clock at midnight and then. I'll have to go downstairs and eat something. Otherwise, it w- I wouldn't be able to sleep. So that's one thing I need to improve on is like my eating pattern. But everything else wise, like lockdown, people usually stay on their phones for long, yeah. uh, like during nighttime as well. But me, I have a bedtime at 12 o'clock. I smoke anything past 12 o'clock is past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> like I try not to stay up too long uh so I can get a good amount of rest and I can get up kind of early-ish without having to wake up at like 12 noon and then, you know, have a late start to the day. But, Leo, how how has things been for you? What, during lockdown? Yeah, well, like, how are you... What's the future looking like? Poor, the future's bright, my friend. The future's bright, I'm From the computer screen, it's very bright. (laughs) Oh yeah, because it's definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, several things. You know, it's like, as as Michelle pointed out, you know, it's like we're going to soon be medical students. We're going to soon be, you know, on our final step to, you know, mm-hmm. being actually in uni. Yeah. And that's sort of really pushing. Personally, it's really pushing me on. Like, mm-hmm. it's something I'm really looking forward to. It's like you know, if ever, ever I'm having a bad day or I'm like struggling to keep on reading something, it's like, soon you'll be you know doing something really relevant yeah um that and then coupled with some sport that i'm working on a lot um and recovery and stuff uh really sort of pushing forward with the aspiration of you know doing things in uni and post that as well you know it's sort of just trying to keep the mind off the fact that you know we are in unusual times um just trying to you know keep pushing through until it is over so yeah yeah that's what i think you know is not good at this time like i'm paying yeah, for exactly. accommodation and i'm at home oh no <laughs> and then like uni's not even being considerate on taking some of the money back like they're charging us full and then uh students had like this whole massive issue with that and then they've now kind of said you don't have to uh, if you're not in uni uh, using the room that you're paying for you don't have to pay for it until uh lockdown kind of the the restrictions lift but my uni's lost a plot it's been like the communication from the government to the public has been like from my uni to me like they've, they've it's just like it's really confusing so i was meant to finish in may but they've now pushed it to uh june 
and I have the whole February off. Like I have literally from first of Feb to first of March, I have nothing. So I'll just be. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was gonna like use that time to kind of get my flight lessons and stuff. Uh, you know, added up like hours building, what we call it. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> i've already got an email saying yeah april is looking like when we're gonna open so it's like what do i do for a whole month when i have nothing i can't meet people i can't do much it's just i'm good i'm just gonna have to start coming up with ways to keep myself busy and then you know hopefully something will will happen you see i wish i could have a time off like that i i constantly Mm. have things to worry about like now it's like Bima and then now it's like oh when am I gonna get the offer yeah but that's constantly worries in my head whereas you you can literally just sleep in your bed I had I went through what you guys are going through right now a year ago where I had to not during the pandemic yeah but like but the thing is I'd rather have so you guys are gonna get into what you want to do correct I got rejected because of the pandemic I had to yeah. kind of rethink of what I wanted to do and even if this is something I should be doing I had to look at other career aspects and anything I looked at I just couldn't like bring myself to liking that subject so I just had to stick to this like the aviation mm. sector and just kind of go management wise so like from going to like a pilot to like management is it's a whole different world as well like now i can do everything i want to do within an airport other than become a pilot like i can be cabin crew i can be management like anything you think of i can be but the only thing i want to be i can't be whereas you guys even though you're in the pandemic it's like you 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 know you're gonna become that at one point i am too but it's just like like i said i'm 10 steps back Whereas you've got more you, hoops to jump through yeah like you guys yeah. are taking the the first step where i've already taken them steps and then fallen as well but it was so so if difficult. i if i wasn't working right mm-hmm. <laughs> rush me would have gone mad like thank god i'm working literally every day rush me i'm going mad lockdown <laughs> again without the work I got a reminder on my Snapchat. I got a reminder on my Snapchat saying, "Oh yeah, this time last year, you failed one of your interviews." Like I took a, a not literally saying, "Oh yeah, you failed the interview," but <laughs> basically, I was in Southampton uh, taking my interview. Um, uh, this day led was so bad, so I was I was in Portsmouth and I had to go Southampton. It's like a half an hour drive. I was live I was with my sister for like two nights. Uh, I got up early, got dressed. I was like, ready, let's let's have breakfast, let's leave. I got out, and then the traffic was insane. Like, I, and I got a call from the company saying, oh, yeah, don't worry, we know there's tra- traffic. But mentally, I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> oh, shit. And then I got there just in time, uh, and then, you know, the nerves were like, already gone off like my nerves were more of i need to get there more not not of oh yeah i've got an interview today and then i had Mm -hmm. to take tests and stuff as well i passed the test Mm -hmm. but the interview i failed and i was just there like wow you know i prepared so much and then i failed i got home i guess and then thankfully my sister had a cake 
and then that was the picture <laughs> that was the picture i had and i looked at it and i was like oh damn like this time last year i failed <laughs> but but then again i got to reapply three months after and then i got accepted but then you know what do we do <laughs> here we are <laughs> <laughs> but no like education wise i've had leo focus oh. through you being infected Oh, yeah, how what yeah what symptoms okay. are you currently experiencing? Oh, okay. So I'll take you back through what I've experienced, right? So my experience through COVID. So thirtieth of December, <laughs> right? That was a Tuesday. I remember it well. I felt like I was I was actually at work, right? When I started to feel these symptoms, I felt like dog shit. I tell you. Like I was sort of like headachey and just felt so tired and everything. I did not want to be there. And then I was like to one of my friends, okay, do you want to stick a cotton bud down my throat? Give me a test. And he was like, yeah, go on then. So did that and everything. I was walking home, right? So like I got off the tube and then I was walking up my road and then I got an email. It was like, oh, here's your test result. And I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I had to stop, right? Stare at, I stared at it for 10 minutes, right? In the street. And was just like, it's positive. Me, positive. How? How does this happen? And then <laughs> I get home. My brother and mum have been tested and my brother's also positive. I'm like, okay, I know how this happened now. Yeah. Anyway, that's a story for another day. Um, yeah, so symptoms-wise, it's, yeah, first day was sort of like really groggy feeling, like a really bad head cold, maybe, uh -huh. sort of thing. It, was, it wasn't pleasant. Then I started to experience something a bit more severe. I should probably be more concerned about this than I am. Uh, like a weird nervous pain down my spine and in my arms. Mm -hmm. That was really weird. Like, I could barely sit up. It was really horrible. Um, and extreme fatigue. Um, the the spine and arm thing, best way to describe it, I mean, I'm white, you guys might not have had the same degree, but like sunburn, sunburn, oh, yeah. like really bad sunburn. Uh, and it was the like, camera oh. doesn't pick up, but I'm, I'm pretty dark. You're very... Yeah, I'm pretty dark. I mean, are you, you may not have experienced like bad, bad sunburn <laughs> like I have. Like, trust me, like I'm white, white. Yeah. As you can see, look. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, like, I, I've had you know. friends that are like very anti-sun. Yeah, like they get exposed to sun and then instantly they're sunburned. Like I've, I had yeah. to put ice on my friend, like <laughs> like cold water bottle and then I had to place it on her neck. Like, It'd be like be, that. It'd yeah. be like that. <laughs> you I was know? like, how? <laughs> how? Yeah. yeah. But either way, it's not pleasant. You know, yeah. you, get, you get me. So like that lasted for about two days. Then after, I think it was like the 2nd of January, I lost my taste and smell completely. Like to this day, mm -hmm. what are we now? Like 12 days later, yeah. I have zero taste of anything. Like I tried everything. Like I had some mustard, I had vodka, I had every <laughs> Listerine, Vicks, vapor rub and stuff. Spicy, Spicy food, nothing. Nando's tasted like water. It was so sad, <laughs> so sad. Um, and yeah, that and to be and then it was sort of like congestion and stuff, so like a head cold again. Um, but yeah, I, not nothing pretty bad compared to what, what a lot of people have had. Like my dad's had it every single symptom, um, and it's been pretty bad with it. So what I've learned really is that it varies enormously based off the person that's infected. Like, right, because my friend got it, like my flatmate. So I was literally next door to him. Uh, he got the test uh he got positive he just said he doesn't have taste and smell so we all thought he was you know 
it was alright it was it wasn't really much of an issue so we was in like the kitchen area we, we were all like together there was like no he was positive he wasn't like isolating he was like out with us chilling uh, like he made us food like that's pretty that shows that you, you know it it would have been passed on right but how careless but, you guys were yeah but say like saying he that he made us food yeah he made us food he was like oh are you guys hungry we was all like you know yeah we're hungry <laughs> <laughs> who isn't and then he made us food uh and then we all ate it but he was the only person that got uh the symptom of no taste and no smell that was it as well he had nothing else everyone else got tested no one had anything but a funny story with that he rang into like uh the staff because when you're in accommodation you have to let them know that you've got covid um so he before he rang we made a little arrangement so anyone that wanted to get out get out now uh and then i'm gonna ring the staff uh i got a call halfway down uh i think i was uh near like i was half an hour from my house i got a call from them saying where are you right now and i said uh, i'm in like nottingham come back yeah and then i was there was i was like i'm in nottingham i'm on my way home and they was like oh yeah you can't come back because one of your flatmates uh has had covid and i was like oh no way <laughs> no way <laughs> I was like, oh, such a shame. I'm already home though. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> and then I went and got tested and I was negative. So, and then ever since then, I've kind of not gone back. It, every time I've gone back, it's just to, you know, get some stuff, come back. Literally, I've moved back in. There's this really weird thing, right? Like, you guys, you guys will find this so weird, but. It's because in the UK, I've never been in the hospital, hospital. And, like, I want to know more about, like, multidisciplinary team and everything and how a hospital works and how doctors work. So I kind of want to have corona. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, I, 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 I try not to think about it, right? But Rationalize I this, yeah. You can have, have everything so can, so other than corona to deal with a doctor. In the hospital. Right. The wait is no, too I long. No, I want to stay in the hospital. Be yeah, there but for the like wait is too long. Right, I've been in the hospital. I'm very injury prone. Right, I mean, I'll show <laughs> you guys. Look, 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 look. Uh, you can see the. Oh, very yeah. nice. Look at that. Yeah. So this was infected, right? Uh, Nottingham uh, NHS, like the hospital, shittiest one I've ever been to. <laughs> you know the white tape that you guys kind of tape together once um yeah a cut that's what they put onto that and i went back to like working where i used to live um and then the nurses was like oh, i'm very surprised they didn't like stitch it up and then this happened for like two weeks so i got really worried and then i went to like the hospital there, <laughs> and then they were like oh yeah th that was very careless of them um, so I had to uh, get an operation on it and then um, basically I had a pair of um, earrings that I gave to my dad to uh, keep hold of uh, and then I came out of the surgery I was very uh, I was under anesthesia so I was like very wobbly uh, and then um, 
we literally left my earrings on the bed and these were like gold earrings so one of the oh. one of the uh, uh, hospital staff gold got one. a nice little present <laughs> that's why i'm not allowed like even the jewelry oh, i'm wearing God. i have to be very very what's it called pushy when i want to wear it they're very reluctant on me wearing jewelry because i lose uh, a lot of things but yeah, i had to spend what eight hours uh at a hospital Stop overnight Asian guys and they love with gold yeah but like um <laughs> eight hours in the hospital <laughs> for me to just get a white strip across my thing and i had to go yes. home like this and i was in like what? the nerve was stretched <laughs> the nerve was stretched so i couldn't feel a thing i was like I was, this is how i was yeah because you know i couldn't feel a thing on my finger and then like that's how badly the doctors treated me another thing i think i'm very you know what doctors and me go way back i don't like them so sorry (laughs) like i'm not a fan of you like i don't like i have i think with me registering Three years I've lived here. I've only been to. Did you just say I'm not a fan of fan of you? Yeah, as in like as you guys as doctors in the future. <laughs> I've been to the GP once in the three years I've lived in Nottingham, and then with five years I lived in like working area. I've never been to the GP, so I'm very healthy. Touchwood stays like this, and I don't have to deal with doctors, but. Yeah, I get injured I feel like quite a during lot, so. the coronavirus, they're only taking, you know, exam, um, two serious patients, um, like them, like them attention and stuff. So I want to kind of have a serious corona, but not have any long term, uh, symptoms or effects I'm in sure my life. See, that's just not how that so works. That I can... I, I no, I'm sure you guys have student accommodations around your area. So just, you know, rock But this is so crazy though. You know, there's this weird thing about me wanting something and actually ends up happening. So for example, I knew this pandemic thing was going to be big. <laughs> like, it was me shouting at the classroom when, when they had found two coronavirus cases. I was like, coronavirus is in london <laughs> and then everyone looked at me and even with leo with that be my exam i was like i think our exam i don't, I don't think we're going to be doing the exam today i don't want to do it and then that happened so i feel like at some point i am going to get corona Rest, and this resting. is so sad because it might actually fucking kill me yeah yes exactly oh, i'm glad exactly. you said that because you might want to just take back what you said yeah, you, like, you want to have a serious condition you don't have to worry about your possibility of getting long term yeah i'd rather corona. i'd rather have you, you say i just want yeah i just want corona but like with no not much symptoms so like i my body can deal with it she goes i want serious corona with all the symptoms <laughs> like you don't know how your body will react to them things and it's not a i can go to hospital not a it's like a death note. Yeah, it's like a death medical student. We could just like whack you across the head with something and you go to hospital. That that works as well. You don't need COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Like the wait. Okay, you know what? Why is there such a long wait for like only 5-10 minutes of consultation? Triage. Too many people. In that, Leo, triage. Triage. So, um, essentially, you have a triage nurse always, right? As you go. So, like, you know, she's the person you walk in, you tell her what's wrong. And then they basically make a really quick judgment as to, you know, if you're this, 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 or this, right? Yeah. If you're like a black, 
that there's that it's like black. So in emergency medicine, you have black, red, red. amber, yellow, right? Uh, amber, yeah, amber, or like orange. And basically, if you're black, you're you're dead. There's nothing you can do. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that they might rush you into surgery suddenly or whatever, but like you're dead. There's yeah. nothing they could do. If you're red, it's like you're severe. You need to be seen like immediately. Yeah. Uh, orange, you need to be seen pretty soon, but you're not gonna die while you're there. And yeah. yellow, sort of like minor injury, right? So what you what you might have had might have been considered a minor injury, right? Um, I but then see you my know, bone, if that makes anything. I mean, better. yeah, that, that that's the thing, right? Because you probably just showed them like that, innit? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they probably like, wouldn't no, have seen. By that. the time they seen it, it was already like starting to infect anyway. Because uh, it was a metal fence. Okay, sounds very very dodgy, but it was a metal fence that did it. Um, so it was already uh, like it was split open. I fully touched them. Like I touched my bone. Like I remember yeah. me. Like uh, thankfully I didn't cry. I would have. I don't know why I didn't. How did you get that cut anyways? Yeah, I was climbing a fence. Did he like? I was climbing a fence. I came down, my finger got stuck. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, t- I l- literally looked at it like this going, what is that white thing? And then I he touched it. I said, what is that white thing? Yeah, like, it, was like, it wasn't literally white, but it was like, you know, there was something there. And I was like, what is this? And I touched it, I could feel it very hard. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to touch it again. Uh, but yeah, like I had to wait literally overnight. Uh, and then they just put tape on me and then sent me home i was i was very very rude. pissed but i've yeah, had obviously. many injuries to come to the Actually. agreement of yeah they're not gonna see me as soon as possible because you know my injuries are not that important my recent one possible. being i Even cut myself like... with a with a knife cutting an apple <laughs> <laughs> injury prone yeah yeah like <laughs> literally I don't know what I was thinking. Someone, I you cut, need help. I cut an apple with, <laughs> like, with help. holding it, and I tried cutting it. I don't know what I was thinking, but are you yeah. dumb? But Why any, do you any... have a chopping board? <laughs> Accommodation. <laughs> That's all I can say. No, no, Why don't were you climbing? Don't Why were you? Why my were you ball, My football anyways? was on my the other ball. side of the fence. <laughs> This sounds so dodgy. My football was on the other side of the fence, so I tried getting it, and then, uh, like, it went through my t-shirts and everything. So I was very lucky that it didn't like go through my stomach and stuff. Like it was, <laughs> it was quite serious. Um, but yeah. Anyways, any final thoughts <laughs> on today's uh, topic of coronavirus? What would you guys, you know, have to say to the public? Don't wear a mask. Wear mask. Please. Wear a mask. <laughs> wear a mask. <laughs> uh, stay hard. safe. What was no, the no, interesting? No. I think Leo should Leo should advise people on, you know, like having sexual intercourse oh, yeah, during the corona. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay. As suggested Raz- by BBC guidelines. This is Rasmi asking because who knows what she gets up to in later hours, you know, when she's not working. But basically, I don't know if you saw this, on the BBC, they had um, safe sex guidelines for COVID times. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, wear a mask during sex. Don't face them when you, you know, <laughs> you alternate positions, you know, that sort of thing. And it's like, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, do it with people who are in your household. So, <laughs> what the? 
I, I, I promise you, those, those, were, those were the exact words. So take that as you will. Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> because if this was America, like Alabama, people would be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like hey, you already know what the fuck going yeah. on <laughs> been, de- so, been, been there done that keep doing it <laughs> been there since day <laughs> I feel like these guys I don't, don't know what we're on about I don't naughty naughty yeah stay safe yeah. what else hand oh, face what's, face what's right that? And space, space, as yeah. this. You know, stay, stay safe. <laughs> and don't believe this coronavirus is just a made-up thing. And, like, you know how these people... That's another big issue. Approach. Yeah, but the way UK is mm. dealing with it, it's like, it might be, it could be something that's not serious. You know? The way... The fact that it's been going on for so long. Yeah. And, and the much, government has yeah. promised so much, but it's like... Not delivered. It, it's still... They keep yeah. telling, yeah. like... Oh, we're so scientifically advanced, this, that, but you're struggling, G. Like, <laughs> you're struggling. Yeah, UK yeah, in I its think... time was, you know, one of the top ranking countries. Now it's. Mm. Now it's like, UK? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if I was. And apparently. Time... Yeah, it's just kind Wait. of left, right, and center. The new... <laughs> last time, last time. <laughs> No, it's because my connection is a bit late, so I'm hearing you guys like five seconds later. So when I'm speaking, I think um no one's speaking, and then I realize oh Michelle's speaking. But there's a new strain from Brazil. Thank you. <gasps> South Africa. <laughs> yeah, South I'm Africa, Brazil. Ah, uh, you know what, people? Yeah, can... stay safe. Uh, hand, face, space, <laughs> uh, all of that good stuff. Stay at home. FaceTime people uh, if you need emotional support because they can't be there with you. Literally, they'll get fined. Um, oh, I was gonna ask a good question. Uh, go on, you can ask. It's, we're just gonna. This is gonna be a long ass podcast. Are you actually? <laughs> are you actually following the restrictions rule? Like all of it, all of it. Uh, all of it. Oh, no, uh, let me expose myself. Let me expose myself. No. I'll, I'll just say no Explain but uh, I've not really interacted with people but I've just I've traveled I've traveled like I went to London uh, to, <gasps> uh, yeah I've, I've, I've just traveled uh, well accommodation to here when it was uh, it wasn't allowed I've done that uh, yeah that's about it you know? and well, when I'm Asian parents Have don't really understand the, they don't really come to the term of no no people in the house so even though I don't invite people, there are people you know in the house here and there every now and then. But that's about it for me. What about you guys? What rules have you broken, Michelle? Because you know me. Okay, have you let me just say I, I I just no no haven't broken rules. But the downside is that it's becoming a normal for me. Oh, and okay. you can imagine you being stuck at home and going only out for grocery with yeah. face mask on and everything. Is a bad normal to get into a habit of. It's bad for your mental health and everything. But yeah, I haven't broken a, broken the rules, but that's the consequence of that. Well done, well done to you. Uh, shout out, shout out, Michelle. She's shout probably, out to me. Yeah, zero point one percent of the people that have not broken the rules. <laughs> Are you guys saying you guys yeah. all have? So Leah, you have as well. Of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> not many of you That's the normal thing to do. I like I I I've Trust broken them like almost guys. every single day. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, Leo just exposing oh. himself like that. Not yeah, I also I went, I went I went on a holiday in August as well. So I went to know. Wales. Um <laughs> <laughs> was that holiday? <laughs> <laughs> it was camping, so we wasn't really mixing with people. So okay, so you guys, you guys are like, Leo, yeah, where stick to the rules, stay <laughs> safe, and all that, and then you guys will be breaking the rules and all that. But were this you, was when lockdown wasn't a thing. It was like maintain your so. It was like in the six people rule thing. So I did that yeah. with six people rule thing. So it wasn't really. What about the recently? Have you broken any rules recently? I was going to yesterday. I was going to my accommodation to uh, get my stuff, but yeah, cancelled. Came back home. That's good. Yeah, guys, Leo. follow that. Follow yeah, that. So I'm, I'm trying oh. to be a good citizen. <laughs> I have been meeting friends. <laughs> I've not met. Friends. I've not met people. Like, I've not met imagine, people. Imagine, imagine seeing friends during these yeah, times. Like I've I got a little baby friends. in the house. We... So I can't risk that. We went for a one-hour away drive to get takeaway oh. food, <laughs> and like we're from different households as well, so SMH. we got food, and SMH. I was just like so scared. So... Oh no no no! I guess because I'm getting tested every week, you know, because I'm a carer, so I test get tested every week, so I feel kind of like relieved that I'm not. Yeah, but that doesn't give you the right to kind of <laughs> break the rules. <laughs> Just because you're interested. <laughs> but I think Rashmi's gone frozen. I don't know if that's just for me. Can you guys No, hear but her? I mean... No, she's I, frozen. I can't either. Yeah, she's frozen. But I would say, yes, if you're thinking of doing anything that's breaking the rules, think about your family, yeah. think about those around you before you take those actions, which I think is what you did too, man. Yeah, I, w- I was like... Like, you thought you know, about your... Yeah the baby in the house yeah, i couldn't I, I couldn't bring myself to the like so i imagine uh, 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 he's literally 20 20 some day old uh, coming home with like me getting tested i always get tested before anything i touch anything like i'll go into a day of quarantine and then i'll go get a test and then come back home stay until i get my result and then i'll go out into the world uh, other than that, I've kind, of been, into the world. Yeah, I've kind of been safe as a personal thing. So I've not really met people. I've not done any of them things. But breaking rules wise, I've traveled. That's the only rule I've broken, travel. Because mm-hmm. I like dri- like I like driving. It's like a mental, it's like a self-heal kind of thing where I'll just blast me. Yeah, don't get me travel. jealous right here, please. <laughs> <laughs> like up here, it's like open roads as well. It's not as congested as London is. So it's like it's nice to get out. Um, you don't district, have the twenty mile an hour speed limits yeah, everywhere. No, like, <laughs> district know? is only like well half an hour, forty minutes from me. Uh, so it's like if if I want to see nice scenery and stuff, I can just skirt, skirt, and then I'm there. Like forty <laughs> minutes is not that far. Uh, but yeah, that that's like you know we we we've kind of ended on a on a bad term here we throughout the whole podcast we were like <laughs> wear a mask be safe and then at the end we was like yeah we've broken all the rules <laughs> but, yeah that that's kind of counterintuitive isn't yeah. it <laughs> but no like please try and stay safe as much as possible cuz you know you never know especially with many variants coming now it's like it's quite easy to get in now 
uh, and you know we can see the cases rising as well so I guess final thoughts just you know stay safe stay protected protect your family protect yourself which protects other people uh, but yeah that's about it from me uh, you guys want to say anything else no, I just want to repeat. I want to repeat what yeah. you said. Yeah, protect exactly. yourself and protect yeah. those yeah, protect around protect you. Others. That's a lovely one. At love the that. end of the day, yeah. the more people that do that, the sooner we get out of this mess. Or like I get back to normality. Yeah, so, you yeah. Know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. We shouldn't really be saying that because we're not. We're, we're technically breaking rules. So it's yeah, just we, we show we've that. discussed we this. That. You're a bit late. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, uh, thank you to everyone for coming on today. Uh, huge shout out to yourselves, Michelle and Leo. Like, thank you very much for jumping on. Um, and then obviously thank you to Rasmi for bringing them on as well uh, do you guys want to shout each other like yourselves out uh, I'm sure some Nepalese people will be following I hope they follow <laughs> I don't know how much shout out does <laughs> but yeah go for it if you want to I don't know you can, you can include our grams in the, uh, in the, in the bio in the yeah, not many people read it not many people read it saying. that's true but if they're bothered to read it they're the people who are following us oh, you right, know? Right, right. <laughs> if, if you want to follow them it'll be in the description below uh, yeah the podcast is out on literally all the streaming flat platforms Spotify Apple uh, Google anything you can imagine we're on that so Keep listening, keep supporting. Uh, anything you want to add, Rasmi? Or keep loving. huh? <laughs> loving yeah. what yeah, you yeah, do. You're, you're and <laughs> if you guys want to speak about any any topic that you're interested in or whatever, yeah, let us know. But yeah, thank you very much. Final question, because this this podcast is called. Uh, basically chia means tea right so do you guys drink tea or do you not yes. drink tea oh i does matcha count as tea um don't well you push the it? boundaries of does tea it? no okay huh bubble tea that, you know it's not Okay, tea. It has tea in it. We'll give it. We'll tea. give it a Nepalese pass. Nepalese version of tea. We'll give it a pass. You know. Yeah. Stay you drinking. Don't have tea. Huh? Tea. What tea? Normal <laughs> tea yeah. bag, water, milk, sugar, <laughs> tea. <laughs> what tea? It's a. Oh my. Uh, what tea? Looks <laughs> like. <laughs> All of my residents, they're like 90 year old and they keep asking me tea like five times a day as tea. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, so relevant. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, stay so safe. Funny. Stay safe. Uh, and as always, you know, keep sharing, uh, keep showing love, you know, all of that good stuff. Uh, but yeah. Namaste to everyone. You guys want to, you know, end it with a namaste. Namaste. There you go. Namaste.